So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Easy Conversations. I know it's been a bit of a hiatus since I dropped my last episode. Just giving you all a little break. Now we're coming back better than ever. Going to be going back to the bi-weekly episode every two Mondays. So, yeah, thanks a lot to the people who listened to the last episode featuring Jeff. And now for this one, I'm extremely excited to bring on not one, not two, but three of my friends that I met on international exchange in the United Kingdom. So we all went to school together in England. I'm going to go around starting to my left, introduce the first international guests on the podcast, two of them actually. So the first one is my friend Jacob from Sweden. Say what's up to the people. What's up to the people? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I like it. I've actually never gotten that before. That's good. And then to his left, we have my good friend, from Finland, who just got back from his six and a half month long, just, I don't even know how to describe it, we're going to get into it soon, extremely long trip in South America, Ezra, say what's up to the people. Hola, como estas? Yeah, he's a fluent yeah, Spanish fluent now. Spanish speaker now. Yeah. yeah. And finally, we have, last but not least, the homie from The Six, which is where we're recording right now, Toronto, young Mocktinger, Justin, say what's up to the people. What's up, guys? Long-time listener and uh, truly honored and, uh, let's be real, blessed to be on the pod. Super, uh, super happy to be here and uh, glad, yeah, just glad to be here, honestly. Well, I'm super happy to have the three of you on here. This has been a pretty crazy reunion. It's um, pretty impressive that we've been able to keep in touch since going together to school uh, three years ago. Yeah, Yeah, it's amazing and it's so great to be here together in Toronto and um, meet you guys again. Yeah. It's really a testament to how social media makes things so much easier to keep in touch, stay connected, and not only reminisce on the events that happened many years ago, but create new ones, which is what we're doing right now. So I want to start off by bringing it all the way back to before we all met each other. So like I said, we all met at school, Keele University in England. Shout out Keele, yeah, what's up? Big shout out to the, <laughs> the Keele squad, if any of you guys are listening. But um, yeah, I just want to get your first impressions on what made you want to go on an international exchange program, a semester abroad. We can start with Jacob. All right. Um, It's a good question. I don't know. I just wanted to do something new to try, I don't know, try to study in another culture with people from another culture. Don't do it in my main language. Do it in my second language and meet new people, see new places. Yeah. Okay. Those are some big, uh, some big ones. Um, Ezra? Yeah, it's a bit similar. Um, I've always known that, like, eventually I want to do a semester abroad. I already thought about, like, it and back in high school, so if I wanted to do, like, a year abroad in the U.S. or something like that. Then I figured out that it's, like, easier to do, like, during the university years. Yeah, you can, like, uh, get the credits from the exchange university to your local degree back your home country so it's very easy to do at that point and um, yeah like Jacob said like to meet new people from different cultures uh, get the experience to live abroad somewhere else like I totally think that living abroad is a different thing than like uh, just uh, traveling abroad like getting to know a new culture somewhere getting to know the people there like the way of life, it's different than just like visiting a country for two weeks. So I think those are the main reasons I always wanted to do a semester abroad. Okay, great detailed answer. I like it. Justin? Um, 
So for me, honestly, it was something that um, was sort of brought to my attention when I first started university, and at the time I didn't really give it much thought, but uh, the more I sort of got into studying and uh, just sort of going along with uh, my co-ops as well, where I would sort of alternate between school and work, mm-hmm. I found that there's definitely a lot more to life that I don't know, and I thought that this opportunity was one that I just couldn't pass up. Now, uh, unfortunately, unlike uh, Jacob, when looking uh, at different universities, I think I kept it to mainly English-speaking ones, because uh, shout out to uh, only uh, non-bilingual or multilingual uh, speaker here, so that was uh, definitely a bit of uh, a challenge. Limits uh, your options. Lim- limited a bit of my options a bit, but I was think I always sort of wanted to go to England just to experience uh the culture over there and i knew that um i wouldn't be not only the only canadian but uh, that there would be students from other countries and uh, different backgrounds and so i think that it was one that as i got closer there were definitely some nerves being uh living away from uh, not only um home but like my home country was definitely a, a big uh jump for me but i think probably the best decision i've made thus far in my life so definitely something i'm thankful for because look look at where i am right now and look where we all are right now it's amazing so yeah a lot of what you said also applies to me for my answer me what got me wanting to go on a semester abroad was one of my friends m gagnon shout out actually your pong partner she actually did a semester abroad in england she loved it and she really recommended it for me where in england in um Oh, God. Sorry, Em. Uh, yeah, no, it's all good. It, I forget. When she tells me the school, I'll remember. Anyways. Um, but yeah, I had to grind yeah, my grade average a little higher, so it was probably good for my schooling as well. Made me a little more focused. Mm-hmm. Then again, when I got to Kiel, school was not the number one focus, but mm-hmm. that's the benefit of having, for me, it was my last semester. So I only had electives, and it was mostly like the beer pong and traveling, and hey. we'll get into that later as well. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, one of the best decisions I ever made in my life. And um, you have something you want to? Um, yeah, I could like add that. Uh, like like you said, your friend recommended yeah. you to do an exchange somewhere. Because I have also a similar experience. Because like my dad used to do an exchange in the US back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And that was something like very big for me when I was a kid. When I heard that like, okay, my dad went abroad and learned the language really well and got to learn many people abroad. So I kind of like think uh, the example, what you get from other people, mm-hmm. what other people tell you, they encourage you to do it. Like oh, yeah. then you realize it gives you so much, like going abroad, meeting new people. Like it's not only the experience, but it gives you so much, like which like lasts through your whole lifetime. Yeah. And I know you kind of touched on this, Justin, mm-hmm. but as the time got closer to the actual exchange, were, you, were any of you nervous leading up to it? I can say for myself, I definitely was because for me, like you, it was a big jump. I had never lived away from home. Um, and yeah, and I, I, if I had problems there, I couldn't just go back home for like a weekend, see my parents. Like I was across the pond, literally. So there's, I just had to rely on myself and um, learn how to just cope with a new setting and um, being around people I didn't know at all. So were any of you nervous leading up to it? I remember... Anyways, well, I'll let you answer that a lot later. <laughs> no, but I don't think I was that nervous, to be honest, because even before I lived pretty far from my home, I think when I was in Lulia, I was eight hours from home anyway. Of course, it's a longer distance to the UK, but I also went there with a friend from my university. So it was like, I, 
always had someone there to hang out. I knew Martin. that from Martin, yeah. yeah. Another shout out for the yeah. yeah. shout outs flying. Yeah, but no, but I don't think I was that nervous. No. And I think like as soon as we got there, we got to know each other and got friends from the first day. Yeah. Yeah. No, sir. Well, that was the great thing. Like as soon as we got there, there was a big circle of people all waiting to go to the school, mm. and it was instant. Like me, I was super. When I woke up, I obviously slept on the flight. I was nervous when I woke up, oh, like, yeah. okay, an hour to go. Mm. Like, okay, it's real now. Yeah. Like, I actually have to get out mm. there and talk to all these mm. people that I don't know at all, right? But mm. what made it easy, I think, is that we're all there for the same reason. Yeah. And everyone's going into it with a good attitude. Mm. Like, you're not going in there not wanting to meet new people, right? That's why you go on an exchange mm. program is to meet people, get a completely new cultural experience. Ezra, mm. your answer. Well, <laughs> for me, um, I wouldn't say it was nervous. I would just say it was like I was super excited to go. Mm. Like by that time, I had already done some traveling in Europe, uh, Australia, many places. So being abroad was something I was w- very familiar with. Right. And um, yeah, I had spent a lot of time abroad and um, I've always been very independent. Mm. And um, it wasn't that like big of a jump for me. But of course, like when you go to a new place, you meet new people, you're kind of like, I don't know if it's like being nervous or excited, but to meet new people a and bit like of anxiety. Yeah, maybe a like bit. how you're gonna fit in. Like yeah, if you're sure. gonna meet like nice, like-minded people. Like I'm sure like everybody will meet nice people, but if you're gonna like really find people that you connect with, like it's really important that you're gonna like find your home in a new place. Yeah, and. Yeah, I'd say um, for the most part it was excitement. There, there were a couple of examples of like sort of this nervousness that I felt. I remember like a couple weeks uh, before leaving, I was having lunch with my mom, and we were sort of going going over the things to pack, and I was basically uh, going over everything. It's like I got it, I got it, and then uh, she told me like, oh, "Well, do you have this?" And I'm like, "Oh, wait, I haven't. I don't have that yet." And sort of like all of a sudden, I sort of got this rush of like nervous, like, "Oh." Yeah. Like what if this happened like abroad? So right. that that was a bit of a, a bit of a, a scare for me. And then um, being in the airport, sort of saying uh, goodbye to both my parents. Uh, my mom gets uh, pretty emotional, so she was like crying as we uh, rolled into the parking lot. Actually, just to to drop me off. Luckily, my dad he's uh, the polar opposite, so he helped uh, help balance out that uh, that yeah. emotional <laughs> moment. But. Um, I think once I sort of like went into the terminal and I was by myself, I was like, holy crap, like this is, uh, it's happening now. Like, oh, like there's, so there were, there were a few little like nervous scares of, uh, oh crap, what did I like sign myself myself up for? I don't know if I want to do this, but I, once again, it was like sort of once I landed in England, uh, I think it was besides being, being tired, I was really, really happy to be here. Neat little story, actually, like you were touching on Eric, um, we, when you met, uh, like, sort of everyone was in a yeah, circle. and big they, circle. They did a, a Keel, shout out Keel again, doing a real good job of uh, organizing this. So it was uh, fairly easy to sort of find everyone. I do remember a couple of uh, Finns dr- dressing in this very uh, bright, flashy sort of Euro style. And I'm like, okay. man, these two are suave. Fast forward, <laughs> fast forward a couple of years and one of them's uh, to my right right now. Hey. So it's like, hey. That's pretty cool. It's yeah. pretty cool. Uh, Life is out, crazy. I feel, I feel like uh, even you, Jacob. I feel like I, uh, 
you were in the crowd too, but it's, it was like so much like just whoa, like what's you weren't as suave as Ezra. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) There there was a style to what he he did. It was very like, you could pick him out of a crowd kind of thing. So. Wow. I really don't remember what I wore that day, but (laughs) seems like I made an impression there. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) But yeah, no, that definitely made it a lot easier. That circle there, you meet people, Mm -hmm. like I said earlier, Everyone's going there for the same reason. It should be pretty easy going. So I, I want to ask you all, what was your favorite part of being on exchange? Was it the people, traveling opportunities, school? I don't know. I, can't. I think it was the people. I think also, didn't like the international student come like two weeks earlier? I think a week like earlier. A week yeah, earlier. Yeah, something like that. Which like we had the whole school to ourselves basically before all the other students yeah. came in, which was great. Yeah, I mean, all of us, like you said, in the same situation, wanted to get new friends. Mm, I think yes, that part, I think we became a pretty close group as well. Mm. Pretty quick, yeah. 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 And so me, for sure, the people, uh, the school, not so much to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, hang out, like experience the culture, like being there for six months and really like living the kind of British life, but the student's life at least. And just, yeah, try new things. For example, to, it's a recommendation for people doing exchange. For me, a way to get to know the people living there, the British people, I started doing fencing, which I've never done before. Uh, and then got some British friends as well. So I think for me and Kiel, it was a good mix of the international students, but also the, the locals. Yeah. trying something new as well like yeah kind of, kind of their culture as well yeah fencing i don't know <laughs> it's unique that's for sure yeah so for sure probably something you wouldn't do in uh back home in Sweden. no i haven't yeah. done it since then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well i would be surprised if somebody said school yeah. <laughs> for the main reason like or the best thing during the exchange but like i completely agree with jacob that it's definitely the people who makes the experience like uh, special. Like if we talk about life in general as well, about like deeper stuff, delve into deeper like life and yeah. uh, like- Yeah, uh, man, that's what we're about on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, deep Easy questions and it goes like, real deep. Just throwing this in the air, like um, no matter what you do in life, like I realized the same thing during my other travels abroad, that like it's always the people who makes it special. like. That's why we're here now today, yeah. like all of, all of us four meeting us again. Like it's super cool and like what you're going to remember later when you're old, it's the people and the moments and memories you made together. That's what like matters Powerful a lot. stuff. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> super deep for yeah. sure. Uh, Follow that, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God it's not me next. Yeah, no, no biggie. Um, no, to, to touch upon um, what these guys said, the schooling easily was number five out of, if there's like three things, number five, there's definitely a number four in there and like school is even below that because um, <laughs> I saved up all my electives too. So like all my courses nice. I wanted to make sure were light so that I could veterans have more. move. Exactly. Yeah. Veterans move for sure. So I made sure that um, kept the schedule light for honestly the reason to oh, shout out one beer is done the um good old Michelob Ultra you know <laughs> shout out Sponsor- Ultra sponsorship right yeah 90 calories great taste though <laughs> <laughs> quick ad read <laughs> Michelob get on this right now man no no but um get, getting back on topic but uh I I would definitely say uh the people are number one 
and then traveling would be number two, maybe not too far away, but I think the two honestly went hand in hand. Like how many of us could say that, uh, especially during our time there, we traveled in groups, whether it was within the UK or outside. I know, uh, Traveled with uh, groups of people and then uh, towards the end sort of traveled by myself and traveling by yourself, especially when you're uh, in a country where the main language isn't English is, uh, can definitely be a challenge. So I think that uh, building those relationships and building those friendships uh, and those genuine friendships that like we see right now, well, are listening to right now per se, but um, yeah. that we're experiencing right now, it's what's led to... It, it is exact. It's basically what uh, made the experience what it was. It made yeah. the traveling that much better. It made mm-hmm. the schoolwork yeah. that much better, and it made uh, just the whole general experience that much better. So, yeah, yeah that's very, very well said. Very well yeah. said. Yeah. yeah. I guess I should have known. Everyone would say the people was their favorite part of the exchange there because it's what we have in the past and going forward as well. Mm-hmm. Like you could go travel to the nicest country, but if you're in bad company, you're not gonna remember that trip as something. As a very enjoyable trip, right? It's like us going to Belfast. Definitely one of my mm, favorite trips because yeah. we're in great company. You, me, Ezra, I'm talking about Caroline and Danny. The great trip, so many laughs, and that's the stuff you remember. Obviously, the country and the travels. That's like obviously unbelievable to see different cultures and nice sights. But it's the people you're with that make yeah. it that much more enjoyable. I think that's yeah. what we're all saying there in a slightly different way. Yeah, no, it's uh, the biggest takeaway from the exchange for for me too. Also, I think yeah, made it a lot easier for me to talk to people that I don't know. Because going like back in the day, I can't really say I was a shy guy, but definitely not as easygoing or like open to talk to people I don't really know. I'd normally just want to stay with the people I know. I don't know if I'm just me here, but it definitely made me more outgoing with people I didn't know. Like I just said, like... Obviously, when you're traveling, it's pretty easy to just talk to people because you're all there for the same reason yeah. there. But that's something I've learned about myself traveling a lot, mm-hmm. which is actually my next question. It's the biggest thing you've learned about yourself traveling or on exchange. But during the exchange, a big thing for me was just to be comfortable in talking English. I mean, it's just a way of communicating. And in the end, I was... Because at first, when you... I don't know, when I lived in England, almost like when you're talking a second language, you're almost like translating your head before you talk. But during England, you become more natural and it's like, yeah, you start thinking in English almost. And I think like as soon as I meet, meet you guys, it's so much easier to us communicate. Then, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I would say it depends on what's your situation in life. I mean, I uh, thought about myself, about other people, like uh, in a different way back in the days in Kiel in the UK. And now when I'm thinking my trip in South America, like, I have different issues in my mind. Like, okay. I, like, go through, like, uh, back in the UK, it was more like finding more about who I am, how I, I interact with other people. Mm-hmm. But if I compare it to the trip that, that I just had in South America, I thought about more, like, what I want to do in my life. And... um yeah, like also the big questions in life. I feel like always when you go abroad, you're kind of like away from your normal life. Yeah. And then you kind of like get perspective to your own life, uh, normal life uh, back home. So it gives you a lot of like new ideas and thoughts, like what really matters in life, uh, mm-hmm. like where you want to go next. What's your next 
big step in life. Yeah. It's a huge escape from reality to help shape your real reality, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because you think of real issues you're having in your life while you're away from them, you know? Because you're far removed from... It's really tough to, I think, get any real change going when you're just going through the same things every day. Like, oh, I'm, let's say you're not happy at your job. How am I going to know what I like and what I want to do if you're always going to that job? That's why I think, especially for you, like getting six and a half months away from, like you're just finished school. Congrats, man. Not a big deal. Cheers. And it really gave you time to think about what you want to do going forward. And you had a lot of time to do so. Yes. And like, I think people should all take a lot of time off after they're done school to travel and really look inwards at what they like so they can manifest that into yeah. a profession. Well, that's where we're going like deeper. And that's what I'm saying. It just life. happens. You know? And, um, but yeah, that's definitely true because it's so easy to go with the flow, get your degree, get a job, go with like the normal kind of idea how yeah. your life works out. And ain't nothing wrong with that. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, nothing wrong with that. Like if you're happy and like, that's what you want to do. Like, I'm not saying, but for me, it was a like long process. It still is like, what's like my passion in life, right. what I want to do. And I feel like traveling uh, gives me a lot of new ideas to help me sort it out. I think um, maybe just to continue on the whole topic of perspective, it uh, for me, I know it definitely put a few things into mind. Like I know Ezra and Jacob, you guys like just um, at something for me personally, I've never really had to deal with is like learning another language. Like I've never really been forced to learn another language just because it's sort of like universally accepted. If you speak English, you don't really need to learn another language. So it definitely, um, it definitely put into perspective just how difficult it could be for those who aren't normally like native English speakers. And it, it sort of made me appreciate even coming home, like those who might, uh, who not speak English, just, you know, be, be kind to them because it's a little, it's just a little bit like that much harder, you know, like you'd ever know if like someone maybe just left home for a better life, or even if they're just doing something as simple as traveling, and how hard it may be for them to sort of get their point across, but they're not able to because of the language barrier. So I think it's something that uh, I definitely try not to take for granted. And it's also something that uh, maybe in the future, maybe I try to pick up another language just to like see just like the struggles that can be if you're like traveling to that country and trying to speak in that language, but you're not a native speaker of whatever that may be. I know, uh, even myself personally, I know speaking, not with you guys, I found that you guys, you had like perfect English. Yeah, you had, you had, uh, uh, the accents, but I never uh, found that they were too thick or anything like that. (laughs) A couple shout outs actually, uh, to, uh, Claire and Romain, as I hopefully not butcher the, uh, French language, but I know speaking with them, they they spoke very good English, but I know when I would speak with them a few times, they would sort of ask me to just repeat what I said because for me, I didn't realize I was talking too quickly, maybe for them to understand. So it was something like, oh, like maybe just slow it down mm-hmm. a little bit. Like don't, uh, uh, and like don't be offended, obviously, because they're not trying to offend me. It's just they want to have like a proper conversation and yeah. to do that is to, uh, to just speak a little, uh, slower. Little, little slower. Yeah. yeah. So definitely, uh, opened my eyes up to like a few new experiences that I, I never would have if I just sort of did the typical get my degree, try to find a w- work or go back to school. So definitely 
one of the more rewarding experiences mm-hmm. of my whole time there is definitely just seeing like you guys and coming from uh, different backgrounds, different upbringings, different countries, and speaking different languages too, for yeah. sure. No, this definitely also gave me a lot of perspective on the world. Like a, a lot of people already know this there, but back in the day, like we when we went on family trips, I always wanted to just go on resorts, like in Mexico, Cuba, uh, Punta Cana, etc. That's all. That's all I knew really. I had never had any desire to go to Europe. The first time we went was for my brother at a hockey tournament in Austria. Super nice country, but that was in 2012, and I still just kept going on resorts with my friends, family. What have you? Still, it, Austria was beautiful too, and so was Germany. But I just never had the desire to go to Europe and see other cultures. And this trip for me definitely opened my eyes. And like, first of all, how easy it was to travel on weekends. Like, we'd go to like Toronto or Montreal for a weekend getaway. There, we'd go to like Paris or Tenerife. Shout out Dave P. Like uh, Amsterdam. First of many shout outs, Dave P. Your boy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's definitely eye opening. And speaking on traveling, I just wanna go around quickly in there and ask you all what your favorite country was that you visited. So I know now we already spoke of the people you're with affects your, your um, preference and perspective on that country, but just speaking to the like beauty of a country, for example, okay, Jacob think, set the tone. <laughs> but I think like, I think Ezra touched about on this before that to really get to know a country or a culture, you need to be there for a while. I don't, but I was in. That was actually some off-air talk, but yeah, it's true. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> okay. However, Shout out the off-air talk is the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I was in India for I don't know, three three weeks, and uh, yeah, in India in Ahmedabad, and for me that was something so different to what I experienced before, and get to know that culture, hang out with. My my friend was from that town, so we hung out with his friends there, and we really got to see India from behind the scenes, from their perspective, how they actually live in that country. And it was a fe- festival, and I don't know, good cr- country, interesting culture, good time. So India for sure. Yeah, and that's definitely a country that's very different from Sweden. Yeah. Like probably one of the biggest culture shocks, I would imagine. Yeah, for me it definitely was. Yeah. I, I mean, I haven't really... I mean, I've only been to Europe and North America, so right. yeah, so for sure. Yeah, India's a big yeah. one. Yeah, and everyone's like so social, social, so open, have different interests. Even yeah, so good. Yeah, Ezra, I know you've had. Uh, you probably you'll definitely have yeah. been to the most countries out of the three of us. Probably well, more than I, the three of us combined. Yeah. So if you want to give us a couple. Because I was planning on giving like a couple answers. Yeah, I was about to say that like, yeah, it's so hard to name one country. Because like, I think now when I'm Canada, Canada is the number 61 on my list. Whoa, Whoa. not a big deal. <laughs> Jeez, we were going over it yesterday. I'm like in the 20s, yeah. which I still think is a lot. But... It's a good amount of countries. Yeah. yeah but Thanks, like... man. <laughs> yeah. Glad I, I have your appreciate approval. your record. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me and Eric was competing yesterday. Yeah, we're country. competing on a lot of things. Oh, yeah. Sprinting, yeah. drinking, anyways. So yeah, if you want, actually, Ezra, to break it down, I was going to say for me, anyways, country I visited while we were at Kiel. So just during that time frame. And then maybe afterwards or even before, if you want to add a third one in there. Well, the one is in my like recent memory from the South American trip. Right. I'm going to start with that one. Okay. Uh, and I would say Peru. 
Okay. Um, and I spent like six weeks there, so nice. that's like a nice yeah. amount of time. Shout so out I was like uh, really able to learn the cultural and the, uh, learn about the country. And like it's a good amount of time to like get deeper inside of the country. Right. Uh, so um, it gave me a lot of perspective, and there's so many things like which I enjoy about that country. Like first of all, from a touristic perspective. Like it has so much to offer, and like I enjoy outdoors and hiking, like the Andes, the mountains. They were just amazing. I enjoyed the hiking, and um, yeah, all the like nature stuff, everything. Just uh, from the tourist perspective, was amazing in Peru. And like even though like Peru is probably the most touristic country in South America, it was also that meant like pretty easy to travel. So uh, it was pretty hassle-free and enjoyed a lot. Uh, some other notions that, like, I think the food in Peru was the best in South America. I think food makes a big okay. part oh, 100%. of the <laughs> country's culture. And um, But also a very big factor was the people, I think. Because, like, I learned a lot from the local people. And, like, when I saw their local lifestyle, how they enjoy their every day like right. not only like weekends like they but rather like every day weekdays they go to parks they like live in the moment that's also a european thing though i find yeah probably just but like, like a lot of walking around not looking too stressed just enjoying the moment yeah and but from a european perspective it was still like even more present the next in, uh, in peru and many okay. south american countries as well so there was so much to learn from the local people when it comes to like living the life mm -hmm. and living in the moment. Okay. So okay. there's so much I will take with me when I go back home. Um, yeah. Name other countries. That's, uh, that's... You had 60 other options. Yeah. <laughs> 60 other options left, man. <laughs> but like, yeah, I don't know. What should I say? What uh, about when you're at Kiel? Out of those trips, Belfast. Well, <laughs> probably... I would choose one European country because I've done a lot of uh, okay. traveling in Europe uh, also other times than uh, Kiel. I don't know. It's, uh, when it comes to Europe, it's uh, very, very hard to say because uh, at the same time, the cultures are bit pretty similar, kind of. But still, like, every country has its own distinct flavor and, like, sights to see. But gotta mention eric that the trip to iceland was like was, yeah. unforgettable yep. and like shout out alex also yeah. yeah iceland was super cool like it's very similar uh, to finland uh, yeah nordic country the system is pretty similar but I, what i find very fascinating about the country is like it's very close to europe kind of like north america as yeah. well like it's in between yeah. but it's so different the landscape is out of this world so many waterfalls so you, peninsulas <laughs> yeah. just glaciers so, considering the fact it's so close it's something totally different when it comes to the nature and landscape right so yeah it's good value even though it's expensive of it course is, yeah. you gotta hit up the local bonus superstore <laughs> and uh, just get, make your own food there but well, also, that was a great trip for sure what can one country i could mention still is like georgia i'm not sure if you know where it is but like oh. it's like uh like one of those smaller European ones, right? That's yeah, like, kind of like cool. in between Asia and Europe. Uh, yeah. Like there's the Black Sea. Uh, and then on the other side, like to the east, there's like Georgia, Armenia, and Azerbaijan. Okay. I had a chance to tra travel in those country, <laughs> countries like a few years ago. 
And obviously those countries aren't like touristy at all. So that was like very authentic experience. I met a lot of local people and um, yeah, just everything about the country because yeah, it was just mainly interaction with the locals, not tourists. Because okay. that usually happens when you're backpacking somewhere, you meet other travelers. Which and is nice, but which it is, is nice, nice to yes. get that local flavor but like, for uh, sure. If you're doing an exchange or you're just traveling, you need also those encounters with local people as well. Because yeah. I think from them you can learn a lot. Of like, course. Yeah. So, I mean, it's nice to meet other travelers, uh, but it gives you also a lot to meet the locals. Mm -hmm. So I felt like Georgia was something very different and very authentic. So probably... I would name that as well. Well, that was a long answer, so it was, I'm gonna pass yeah. it down to Justin. Yeah. So. Yeah. Seriously, I think we should uh, like switch, like let him go last because <laughs> most of the stories are him, and you're you're leaving me a huge bar that I can't reach, man. <laughs> we could do a spot swap if you want. No, nah, no, nah, it's all good. But um, in terms of uh, when I was at Kiel, um, I know this might be like a cop out or a weak answer, but like each one of the countries, I think, sort of provided their own unique thing that I wouldn't so I wouldn't really necessarily put one country above another like um I know I went to Italy and it was really beautiful there the food of course top notch and yeah. um low-key uh Ezra and I did a, a little video about uh British food we may oh, touch yeah. up on yeah. later good memories. get into that yeah. some good memories there um I also went to Spain and I think the atmosphere was amazing in Spain. I think I remember actually who I was traveling with. Um, as we were walking, there was a uh, Barcelona game because we were in Barcelona and just seeing the crowd of people all going together was something crazy because I know you and I were huge sports fans and it's yeah. honestly probably nothing I would have ever seen. Uh, I've never, I probably never will see for any of our teams, hockey, basketball, baseball, football, like any, any team. I don't think any sort of one group's fans would travel and like walk to the game the same way uh, right. the Barcelona fans did. And they definitely, uh, they take their football, yeah, football yeah. seriously. So uh, give, I give their, uh, their fans and uh, top, uh, top credit there, second to none, I would say in any sport. Uh, and then uh, also traveled to the Netherlands and the Netherlands, I think I found was very like sort of old school or like classic looking like European country, just absolutely beautiful flat land. A lot of, uh, a lot of biking. I remember, uh, getting there and though it was at night, there was, um, uh, there was the regular road and the bike lane. And I swear the people who were in the, uh, bike lane were going, uh, it felt almost as fast as the car. Oh, so they're I'm just, ripping around. On oh, those they're bikes. ripping. Yeah. And it's just like, man, I will, I'm not renting a bike. Cause I'm going to be like, that's so oh, old didn't, man. man. I didn't yeah, got to, I'm not a huge fan of bike riding. I got to imp improve those skills if you will. Mm -hmm. So, so I think honestly, um, uh, each country definitely provides its, um, its own sort of unique beauty and its own sort of unique takeaway that I think, mm -hmm. On, uh, for a lot of them, I was just there for a couple of days, so it's like I kind of just got like a little sample yeah. of it, and it's something I definitely need need to somehow get back to those countries in my life and experience them for a much longer than just like sort of a couple day trip as a student with only like so much money willing right. to spend, you know. Pulling Ezra, just quit your job, go on a six month <laughs> bender, and uh, just see the world. Yeah. That's the spirit, guys. Yeah, yeah thinking <laughs> about it. Um, one day, maybe one day. Yeah, no, I agree with a lot of what you said, is that every trip was different. It's also, we're not going to go over this again there, but based on the people you go with, it was cool at Kiel, 
that you didn't need much in common with people to go on trips with them. Like, mm-hmm. we'd just be talking. I remember, like, met, um, like, Elias, barely knew him. And I was talking, thinking about going to France with Dave P, actually, who I knew better than him. And Elias, like, yeah, I'm down to go. Dave and didn't end up coming. And then Nikki and Eloise, we just saw them at a bar that night, told them we were going to France. They joined, they wanted to come with us. So, like, it, we barely knew each other. We went on these trips. That also isn't my favorite trip. I was just saying as an example that it didn't take much to go on these trips with people. And then you got memories with those people for life. Check out my YouTube channel. I make a lot of videos, and you can go check out my past trips. Eric Saloom channel. Um, Subscribe, yo. Yeah, we'll do it. Um, favorite trip in uh, at Kiel? Obviously, I already mentioned Belfast. So I'm going to go with a 1B or 1A. I don't know. It's a toss-up. The Tenerife trip was awesome. That was a place I had never heard of. Uh, Dave P. again. He, I don't even know how he found this place. It's like a remote, an island on the coast of like Spain slash Africa. Hidden gym. Super underrated. It was so fun. We met up with at the hostel. Six, I told Jacob six people from two guys from Denmark. One girl from Russia, one girl from the States, a guy from Iceland, and a guy from Spain. We just got to the hostel at like 8 p.m. They were going out for dinner, asked us if we wanted to join them. Just as we got there, we joined them, stayed out with them till like 5 a.m. So like you just, you can just have these crazy times, which you never really would in your home country with people you don't know. So that was definitely an awesome trip. Iceland was up there. It's one of my favorites for sure with Ezra and Alex. Then Croatia with Andy, my girlfriend. Shout out, Andy. So good. Like, that's a, for me, it was awesome because big Game of Thrones guy. We did the walking tour, the Game of Thrones tour. Got to see a lot of uh, locations where they shot and filmed specific scenes, which I was able to identify during the tour, which I was kind of proud of. Because he kept asking, like, what scene do you think was shot here? Like, Joffrey's name day was one of them. Now, there were a lot of cool scenes. And uh, Trip just got back from Alaska. You can check out my video on YouTube again, like I'm saying, and just sell a shameless plug out here. Um, yeah, no, traveling, do it. Trying to trying to get on Ezra's level here. Oh, yeah, definitely. We Go all need it. to, honestly. Somehow we all got to get on that. Honestly, I feel like me personally, I got to get on all your guys' level. You probably have uh, doubled me in, in, like, Ezra's case, like, 10 times done what I've done. <laughs> so get on all, all of our level, well, their level, eventually. So Yeah. So, again, speaking on traveling, we've already been to enough countries as it is. Like, I know a lot of people who just have not traveled at all. And I keep pushing traveling to everybody. Like, And I also push going on exchange to an international, um, to like a study abroad. One of the best. Like, we've already been over. It's an extremely enriching experience. So, on the topic of traveling, what are your upcoming trips, if you have any? And is there anywhere that you would like to visit, ideally, next What's on the bucket list? Like, I know Canada is a big one. You're in our country now. I know yeah. it's, uh, it's definitely up there on the list, but uh, what's next, Jacob? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I need to think about it, this one, to be honest. But uh, I, I don't have any trips planned for a moment, except for going to Norway for a future job. But no biggie there. Freaking <laughs> baller going up, working in Norway. Get on pretty, his level, pretty man. Sick. Yeah. Actually, one place I would like to go to, because, like I said, I only, I haven't really been to Asia, except for India then. But one country I would like to go to is Japan. 
Mm. Supposed to have a really yeah. beautiful landscape, good countryside, nice people, and I think that's also a country with a good mix of both. To have Tokyo, which is a big city with a lot of things going on, but also on the countryside, it's supposed to be very beautiful. So I think that's a country where you can easily get both or two worlds. And I feel like that's something people don't really think about when they think of Japan, the countryside. No. You mostly think of like the mm. big city, mm-hmm. kind of technologically yeah. advanced. Yeah. That's what I would think yeah. of anyways. Tokyo sure. Drift. <laughs> Tokyo <laughs> Drift. Yeah. So, um, yeah. See how accurate that movie is maybe yeah. and like go from there, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Go golfing on one of the rooftops. They did <laughs> yeah, that in the as movie. they do, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, that's a solid one for sure. Yeah. Because I feel it's nice to find these places that are kind of unique that, I don't know, I, like, I want to see places that are kind of new that you haven't seen so much of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the la- the countryside of Japan is pretty unique in thereby. I think it's make, it makes me interested for sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely don't know many people who've been there. It's mm. a unique location. Mm. And uh, mm. yeah, it's good to stay away from the mainstream travel locations. Mm. Like hit up a, a Benin or something <laughs> in Africa, you know, just yeah. kind of post. Anyways, <laughs> Ezra, we know, I'm sure we, well, we already know you have a couple of trips lined All right, up. Like, but, uh, I try to give keep us the it break short. Down. Yeah, keep it short, please. Like, Might have to uh, mute you here. <laughs> what is already confirmed and like uh, coming back to like the meeting new people and uh, the, uh, the importance of other people. Um, I ended up traveling with a very lovely Irish couple in Colombia and Ecuador. Uh, so I'm going to visit them in Ireland in September. They invited me to come over to visit them in Dublin. They're going to take me down to Galway and it's going to be really nice. Like a very local Irish experience. Have you been there before? I've been to Ireland once, yes. And then Belfast also, Belfast, like yeah. actually two times. But like now I'm going to be there with locals. So it's yeah. going to be really cool. Big local uh, guy. Also uh, <laughs> in that area, Colombia, uh, we traveled with a German guy, Marcel. And um, this guy invited us to come. He's a uh, local Oktoberfest uh, in southern Germany. Okay. So from Ireland, we're going to go together to this uh, local party in, in Oktoberfest. And uh it's going to be another very nice local yeah. experience with a German guy. So that's happening like uh, in the end of September this year, like in a few months yeah. after Canada. So that's pretty cool. But uh, if I can still add something. No, that's what I wanted to know. Like what is, where is the place, that, the next country you want to go see? Not that you don't want to go to these places. There, yeah, but, it's... but like it's still like within Europe. For, so for me, it feels like kind of small because like in, in Europe, everything is like two hour by plane max. Right. So right. It's like a short weekend getaway. But like speaking of like longer travels, um, since I've now been to like South America, Asia, Australia, pretty much, mm-hmm. uh, I would love to do my next big trip in Africa. And okay. like, uh, that's like still the continent I've never been to apart from Northern Africa, like Morocco. Yeah. But like going to deeper Southern Africa, I would love to do like a road trip in South Africa and Namibia. I've heard those countries okay. in African standards are better. Like you can do like your individual trip, whereas in many other African countries, it's pretty challenging to travel. Yeah. It's so in that sense, I could imagine traveling in those two, like individually with my uh, own rental car okay hopefully with some other uh person yeah but yeah definitely a trip to africa but also like uh in asia there are still many countries i'd love to visit so the world is wide open and like there's never shortage of no. places to see 
I'd say probably number one on my like bucket list I'd want to see definitely Australia. I feel like yeah. definitely a lot to do there and definitely a great country to see and to visit a lot uh, a lot to do there. Now I honestly haven't done too much information into um, what I would do there. Mm. Would I go by myself? Would I go with someone else? Go with a group? You never know. Yeah. But I think that's definitely number one on my bucket list I'd want to do. Maybe a shameless plug to the two over here, but uh, Scandinavia, Sweden, Finland. Let's go. That's the place to go. Norway, Denmark, like definitely want to go visit um, visit those countries and uh, see what the great uh, life is like there. Um, I think uh, even a few countries I definitely would want to go back to. I know like the Netherlands, France, uh, sorry, France, I uh, forgot to mention earlier, but uh, France had also its own sort of unique uh, mm-hmm. beauty. I know I went there with uh, Jeremy Bacar, shout out uh, Dave P's good friend oh, uh, who okay. hosted. Man, he was gr- great, honestly, great time there. But, um, and honestly, uh, given, compared to who I'm with here in the in the room, there's definitely a lot of the world I still haven't experienced and need to, so I think definitely check that off before uh, before I can, you know? Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. Uh, Australia is definitely on the list for me too, like New Zealand. Next place, like now I'm inspired for uh, South America. Definitely from following your travels, Woo! Ezra, like it definitely looks unbelievable. A lot more than I thought was there. Like I didn't even think there were glaciers there. Like I saw one of your pictures, you were actually ice picking like, I don't know if that's yep. what you'd call it there, but ice climbing, basically. Pretty much, yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, definitely that's on my list. I've already been to Sweden. I would definitely go back. But, yeah, like Justin said, just man, just keep saying he's in my brain or something. The Scandinavian countries, for sure. Like, mm-hmm. I've been to Iceland now and Sweden, but I would definitely, I want to go to Finland, you know. Always welcome. Oh, man, <laughs> don't worry. It's going to happen. Because yeah. now, like, I'm really into hikes now. Like, that's something we loved on in Alaska was the hike, with the hiking. And I know that in Finland, from what you've told me, and I've, I've seen pictures, there's a lot of hiking up there in the northern part of the country. Yes, yes. So I would love to go hiking in Finland, Norway, Denmark, even Switzerland. Uh, there's so many places to visit, right? It's um, Like you said, it's a big world. There's no shortage of options available to us. Africa, not so much on my list right now, but you never know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, does Asia interest you? Like I know you're going to... Japan, but I've been to China and I, like I it was a great trip. Great Wall was awesome. Don't really have a desire to go over there. I don't know how you feel about Asia. I know you've been there. Uh, yes, I've been there a few times. I did yeah. a backpacking trip in like Thailand, Laos, Cambodia, <laughs> Vietnam. I've been to. <laughs> Can we just make this easier and like ask him what where you haven't been? So it's like Africa, basically. Well. <laughs> yeah. Africa, that isn't Morocco, so that's like all you have not been to. I'm cor- yeah, well, correct. <laughs> but like, uh, oh, actually, what I was about to say, based on my experiences, like, I find Asia very fascinating. Okay. Like, and when it comes to like backpacking, super cheap, and compared to South America, Asia is uh, very easy as well. Like, there's not so much to worry about. Safety is not an issue. Like, it's super safe everywhere. You can walk around in the middle of the night. And yeah, you can have a very low budget and go to Asia. Okay. So that's kind of like a backpacker haven okay. for young people. But yeah, I totally get that That for some people, it's not like all that much interest. But no. I think that's the case with all the places. Like for some people, it's super interesting. For some other people, like... That's true. Yeah, it's not their thing. But 
Yeah. Is Asia on your list or? Um, right now, I wouldn't say Asia is, but you never know, man. Yeah. Honestly, the sad part for me is what what would I be able to eat there? But mm, that's my yeah. that's my own issue right now. Yeah. Shout out anyone with food allergies and knowing yeah. the struggle of that. So. But um, I know I've also been like to Israel before. Okay, I don't know if like man. the Middle East is uh, anywhere on your guys' oh. list, but that place, man, just be prepared to sweat because it is hot. Right, yeah. It is very hot. No, so. Middle East definitely on my radar. Like I'm half Lebanese there, obviously there. Mm-hmm. So we've never been to Lebanon. Like my dad's never been. Uh-huh. So that's definitely gonna be a big family trip mm-hmm. coming up. I would assume in the next few years, mom and dad, let's get on that. <laughs> but um, we'll see. Like it's def. I think it's gonna happen soon ish. But that's a big trip. That's like at least two, three weeks mm-hmm. over there. And I'd love to go to like Egypt, Dubai, Morocco. Yeah. So it might, might have to be like a couple months, you know? So that's definitely on my list as well. Like so many places, just not Asia. <laughs> <laughs> Would you be interested in going to the Middle East? <laughs> yeah, I mean, for sure. I have a few friends who is from there originally. And I will definitely want to go to um. It's a, it seems like an interesting culture with good food and just, I don't know, nice people for my own. Yeah, and go there, play some Bakamon, my friend Marvan, another shout out. We play a lot <laughs> yeah. of Bakamon, so we go, would like to go there, meet the locals. Okay, yeah, you gotta meet the locals. Yeah. <laughs> well, obviously, yeah, I would love to travel in the Middle East, uh, everywhere, been? yeah. Haven't been there? No, not really, actually. That's so weak. that's a quarter. <laughs> yeah. What's going on, man? Yeah. Step your game up, man. Oh, Come wow. on, step your game up. <laughs> Can I actually add one another comment, like related to this team? Or? Of course. Go yeah, like, like, yeah. I just wanted to say related to this topic, but like uh, we've listed so many different uh, places we would love to visit, but that's something that I try to learn during my travels and like in general in life, like. It's not about just traveling and chasing for those unlike uh, extraordinary experiences. Right. Like life happens in those exotic locations. So I try to also find the happiness and like the living in the moment attitude back in my uh, home and like normal weekly life. Like it's not, I don't want to chase my dreams only when I'm traveling. I try to live my life at its fullest back in my home as well. Nice. So uh, I think that's something to really think about, especially like me, I'm very like obsessed with traveling. I feel like mm-hmm. if I'm home, I'm already thinking about my next big trip, but it shouldn't be like that. You're always just living for the next big moments, but where the life happens, it's the small moments in normal life. It's like at the time of recording this, Pong tourneys in two days, not a big deal, but there's still a lot to be done in the next two days. Like right now, talking just enjoying this moment and then t- tomorrow road trip from toronto ottawa yes. that's something in and of itself earlier today justin actually not living in the moment already looking forward to to, to saturday yes mm-hmm. exactly you know? yeah. so yeah it definitely is something to take away and i, I agree 100 percent. but that's something i've also learned to appreciate a lot more from traveling just sitting down and i find that that's just the european mentality and i guess south american even more so mm-hmm. is just a really relax and take your time and enjoy every little thing about your day like enjoying your coffee on a patio outside or having a beer outside on the patio whatever beverage you choose to indulge in there's no rush and the waiters take like they're in no hurry whatsoever mm-hmm. to give you your yeah. food mm-hmm. sometimes when you want your food though it's frustrating shout out the pint <laughs> <laughs> the restaurant located under the cn tower waiting an hour and 10 for our food didn't really enjoy living in that moment but we still were entertained you know yeah 
But no, that's definitely something to take away from traveling. You're welcome for uh, for the entertaining moment. You know, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Shout out, to, <laughs> yeah. shout out, mixing things in your water, but actually drinking it because you're just waiting for your food and your board, man. You know, sometimes things happen. You yeah, know? <laughs> things do happen. Yeah, bringing it back to where it all started, England. So it brought us all together. Is that a country that you'd a like to visit again, and b a place you would like to live in again for an extended period of time? Not just a, a stroll through or a cup of coffee. I think I, I could for sure live there. I will definitely go back. I mean, mostly, I guess, because I'm a big football or, I mean, soccer for you guys, fan. So I will definitely go there to watch football. And, and it's a country I like. I mean, good good people. people love the pub culture. Oh, yeah. yeah. Big fan. Yeah. So, I mean, I, maybe... I wouldn't like to grow old in England, uh, but for sure, I could live there for at least two years or something. That's no problem. Yeah. No, also big fan of the pub culture and uh, yeah, I was very. Um, I found similar to Canada, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. It was obviously an easy adjustment for me and Justin. I'm assuming they're mm-hmm. speaking the language. Mm-hmm. Also, a, a reason why I decided to go to school there. Yeah. Did you pick up on the British accent? accent? Not really, no. Like uh, Christine was actually asking me if I would develop a British accent during my like four months there. Which is, I don't know, it's a short amount of time to develop an accent, but hey, you never know, right? I mean, maybe at the very least, like, we heard different people talk. I know uh, uh, one time I was out... Uh, Newcastle uh, underline with yeah, uh, yeah. Daniel Rollick. Shout out hey, uh, DR, Daniel Rollick. You're the, you're the best man. Um, and I'm just having a conversation with him and this random old woman comes up to me and is like, I can listen to you talk for like the rest of my life. And I'm Mesmerizing like, voice. Mesmer- yeah, that Canadian accent, man. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> fast paced delivery. I exactly. <laughs> I, I don't know either, but hey, it's I guess different from what she's used to. So Yeah, yeah. different is good. Foreign enough. (laughs) Definitely, England is a beautiful country. I could uh, imagine myself living in there for some time, but like Jacob said, not for like long term. Right. But I think that applies to every single country in the world. Like the more I travel, the more I actually also appreciate my home and Finland. Like it's so nice. It's so nice to be abroad, to meet new people, learn about different cultures. But it also makes me appreciate my home so much more like i have my family and friends there and um it's some it's just a culture i belong to so i think personally i feel like it's very important to me yeah uh but yeah i also had the uh crazy experience because just yesterday i came from south america to canada right and um uh, like arriving to Canada, like immediately I felt so much more comfortable after all that South America. Yeah. I think the language matters so much. It's like I know some Spanish, but it was a bit challenging to get around. And like yeah. I wasn't able to fully like say what I wanted to. But being Canada in a Western country, uh, it was super easy. And like already, even though I'm still like there's an Atlantic Ocean between Canada and Finland, I already felt like half... I'm home. So in that sense, coming back to England, uh, even as a European, I find it easier to be in a country where you actually know the language. Because I've also lived in Germany for six months. Mm. Uh, It was nice. I lived in Berlin where 
most people know super good English. Yeah. But still, when I went to supermarkets and took care of some other stuff, I felt like a bit outsider mm -hmm. because I didn't know the German language that well. But you still did learn some German, Yes, right? yes. Mm -hmm. I know some German, but I think when you know a language like uh, fluently, it makes such a big difference. Yeah. And then if you're in a country where you can speak the language fluently, you can feel like home and sense of belonging. No, that's a great answer for yeah. sure. And England definitely is an easy transition yeah. from Finland. And, yeah. and I also think that Canada kind of felt like home because you were coming to see three of your good friends that you met at in England. So in yes. that, all, that also helped a little bit, I'd like to think. Well, I think um, uh, for me, sort of same as everyone's been saying, I think that um, living in England, not for too, too long of a time, but for... Maybe some uh, period, maybe even up to like a couple years, I think I'd be okay with, given that obviously there's the natural uh, language, there's not, no barriers there, the culture is like roughly the same, and given how Canada once upon a time was one of uh, England's colonies, right. so there's definitely that natural uh, history connection there, and then... Um, I think uh, depending on whatever the work would be, I'd be more than happy to... Uh, to spend a lot of time there. I mean, I'd miss some things about Canada, some things about home, definitely my sports. You know exactly what I'm yeah, talking it about. Was, it was a struggle at school to not be able to watch hockey. Oh, I had to stay up till like 2 a.m. at least. I forget what time we actually did the draft at to do our fantasy mm -hmm. draft. Not only, Two or three. Yeah. yeah, not only that, but like uh, all the stuff that would be going on here, I'd right. try to keep up with. It would all be happening, what, like one o'clock in the morning at the earliest? Maybe up to like four o'clock in the morning? Yeah, I would wake up and uh, like the end of like an LA game was going on. Yeah, so I like... I would just the, get updates there. The time zone, the time difference would uh, definitely be a bit of a struggle. Uh, I guess another bit, uh, bit of a struggle uh, we all know, definitely the, uh, the the food at times is definitely challenging. And this has nothing yeah. to do with my allergies. No offense, right. uh, England. Uh, we, we all kind of know what I mean by this. So yeah. it'd be a bit of a getting used to, per se. But uh, I think um, if I ever was to live, uh, do like uh, sort of similar to an exchange, but like lives uh, in another country for months or even years on end, England would probably be the best one for me. So easy transition, easy transition. Definitely like what uh, some of you guys did. Like I know Ezra, like traveling to South America. Uh, I know uh, Jacob for you going to India, and I know like though some places might be good with English, the ones who maybe aren't really primary English speaking countries would definitely be a challenge for me. Maybe a bit of a challenge of them thinking where I'm from and then having to clarify with them where I'm actually from could also be a bit of a, a struggle. So uh, there's definitely those issues there. But I think um, would I want to live there again? Yeah, depending on the situation. But would I want to live there for the rest of my life? No, no, okay. no, none whatsoever. That wasn't the question, but good to know. <laughs> um, on that topic, though, like the struggle, maybe the language barrier. It would kind of be cool though to live somewhere else and actually learn the language. To like, I'd love to be able to speak three languages. Um, I think it'd be awesome to like maybe move to like Sweden or Finland, you know, wherever, you know, and actually learn the language. Obviously, it would be a big struggle because it's obviously much tough, harder to learn a language when you're a little older. Not not that we're that old there, obviously, but it's still much harder than when you're 
young and your brain's still absorbing a lot of information at an extremely fast rate, as fast as Justin speaks, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, back to the question that I asked earlier, would I like to live in England again? Yes, 100%. It's definitely a part of, like for me, it's like kind of like a second home because I haven't, I've never lived, that was the first time I ever moved away from home, right? So it's definitely somewhere I'll always look back at like, I used to live here for a bit, like four months. And um, like when me and my girlfriend went to London, it was just for one day before coming back home from our trip last year. It was like I was back home kind of. In a weird way, we went to a pub, I had fish and chips, I was crushing a Guinness. And it was just like, yeah, it was it, huge deja vu. Because mm-hmm. that's something we used to do a lot. Yeah, back then I was just putting down Guinness like it was my day job, failing courses. No, I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, no, I would definitely live there again. Where exactly? I'm not sure. Like I, I've been to London now four times. It's a very nice city. Kind of like the New York City of the UK, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And obviously you would have to make a decent amount of money to afford living there. But yeah, I definitely would want to. And I also want to see more of the countryside. Because like, one thing I kind of regret is not actually visiting a lot in England while I was there. Because on weekends, I remember a lot of people would go to like Bath or... um stonehenge that's what it's called yeah, yeah a few of those yeah. places and I, w- I would be going like amsterdam france um tenerife italy anyways that's all i got for now <laughs> um but yeah and um i kind of do regret that a little bit but hey life is uh it's a lot of life to live so maybe one day yeah but i uh think uh, everybody noticed in england that there was a big difference between like north american and european exchange students that like Europeans prefer to travel within the UK. That is true, yeah. Because probably they have already seen more of Europe, whereas like North American or Australian exchange students wanted to see like all the European highlights, which definitely makes sense. Because like once you're in Europe for the first time, you want to see all the like cool stuff like Paris, Berlin, Mm -hmm. Spain. So yeah, in that sense, uh, it's really cool. Like you came to England and we're able to experience all the big highlights like in all Europe. Yeah. So maybe next time you can just like concentrate For sure. on the single country rather than like whole continent. That would be the goal. Cause I, next time, I ever go back for sure we'll go back one day there but definitely do because my parents came to visit me they rented a car for their, their 11 days i think and saw a lot of these cities which i didn't even get the chance to see we went to liverpool manchester and london together but they saw a lot more than me like of the countryside which 100 percent next time i go to the uk would be to see more of that yeah because I, I think for uh for the two of us uh, although maybe i don't, don't want to speak for you but i'd say like when we're there, it's crazy how all these other neighboring countries are like, what, like an hour flight away, whereas yep. here in Canada, to go from one end of the country to another is like four different time zones. Like right now, it's, um, what what time? It's like seven something. It's like seven something right now. So like in uh, Vancouver, for example, is it's like four in the afternoon for yep. them. And it's crazy to think that this sort of same amount of time uh, zone difference and how long it would travel for from Toronto, Ottawa to Vancouver is like the same thing as going from like the UK to Eastern Europe. So I think for us especially, it's it's one of those uh, sort of funny and crazy things just of how the world is right now, how we're there in the, U- in the UK and England and it's great, but it's like we want to 
when's the next time we're going to be exactly, in yeah. Europe? So we yeah. want to see all these other European countries, whereas uh, for Jacob and Ezra, it's like, yeah, you've maybe seen a lot of these countries and you definitely both have. But uh, so it's like, let's see more of uh, the UK because when's the next time we're going to be here again? Yeah, no, very well said. Mm-hmm. And it's also extremely cheap for us to fly from like London. Uh, or no, I guess we flew from like Manchester. I forget. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, Manchester. Um, yeah, it was super cheap for those flights for us. Whereas from Canada, it's extremely expensive. Mm-hmm. That's my uh, last question I've prepared here. Is um, like I was talking about actually, perfect uh, segue to when... I was in London with my girlfriend at the pub there, and it brought me back to Kiel. Like, just huge deja vu. Like, I, I'd never been to that pub, obviously, but it's like I had been there, like, 20 times. Just big throwback. Is there anything that has ever either happened to you or that is a recurring thing that when you either see, hear, think, or, like, um, let's say, like, you hear a song. Is there something that brings you back to the keel days. So for me, it's like when I listen to, and I told you on the way up here, Jacob driving here, whenever I hear the album birds in the trap, sing McKnight by Travis Scott, great album always brings me back to keel. And that's like that album. I'm always associating it to our time there. There's also a lot of other things like the Budweiser beer, which I never drink. It's a pretty cheap and crappy beer in Canada. But it's what I drank a lot when I would go to the, um, I forgot what the store was called, but it was on campus. It was to get cheap beer, basically. Yeah. You know, I'm a Guinness guy when we went out, but you know, when you're just pre-drinking, you got to get the cheap stuff. So yeah. Budweiser all day for beer pong at our house, Block K, Barnes. That's what I would get. And whenever now when I see Budweiser, it just brings me back to those days or like a pouch of snooze or something like that, you know? <laughs> so um, I don't know. Those are things that bring me back to keel specifically is there anything that could be the same for you as well jacob yeah for sure um i also have uh i didn't uh, drink budweiser though but the stella i drank a lot in yeah, same. You could, yeah. Stella Artois, yeah. yeah. i feel like great beer many days better there. than budweiser much better <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah so every time i see that bear i think about keel that's for sure uh also i mean we played so much beer from over there so oh yeah every time i see uh like Bear pong game going on immediately, immediately thinking about Kiel, yeah. playing those two fridges. Yeah, yeah, innovative man. Yeah, you gotta good. work with what yeah. you got. Um, and actually, we had like, oh, sorry, we're gonna say something. No, no, go for it. Uh, kind of had one of these moments, just I don't know when you were in the shower. I think we, <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we, but it was for we did this small reunion in Umeå, right? Mm. It was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Eric, Ezra, and the Sebs. Yep. And we saw this video, some parody of Star Wars, some YouTube video. Yeah. I remember we watched that one yeah. in Umeå. We saw it here now before. Yeah, true. I caught the end about of it. those guys, yeah. <laughs> so I think those sort of things, probably a lot of more things. Yeah, difficult to come up with them now. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm kind of putting you on the spot there. But, uh, no, 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 great answers. We came up with free. Yeah, yeah not a big stuff. deal. Yeah. <laughs> But it's just funny, like, before you answer, Ezra, um, beer pong, I remember specifically when I met, like, Seb Kruth, who was my, one of my roommates, he had never really played beer pong, and the way he saw it was like, oh, I'd 
always seen this in like movies and stuff and it was like for, to me it was just funny because beer pong is a way of life part of the culture shout out migos but um yeah no it was um just cool to be able to actually introduce how i play beer pong anyways to you guys i'm not gonna say i actually introduced beer pong to you i would say but, like oh sorry just add one thing like definitely play beer before but never in yeah. such a stru- structured way though like <laughs> structured, you basically yeah. had like a rule book of what you're allowed to do or not which yeah. is great it's definitely a more hardcore version of beer pong you made it a sport <laughs> oh, oh it's a before sport it's a drinking game yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, that's good though. I like it. Uh, speaking of like beer pong and um, drinking games, have you ever thought like why drinking games are so popular in North America, whereas in Europe they're not that popular? Um, good question. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking. Yeah, I think it's um maybe more like a part of our culture, and maybe not even culturally speaking. Like you see or see in Hollywood a lot of times. Um, movies uh, in Hollywood movies that uh, it's a lot more happening in the US and uh, a little bit in Canada but you see like all these sort of drinking games all this like living partying it up getting as, as drunk as you possibly can and I'm wondering if that's like uh, one of those cultural uh, things that maybe it exists a lot more in North America like you have to drink you have to do this to have a good time whereas in Europe it's like yeah, I drink if you want to, but you don't like have to get like blackout drunk to have a good time kind of thing. Because um, just wanting to say, I heard this very interesting explanation during my South American travels. Okay. From I don't remember if it was Americans or Europeans, but like they thought uh, that uh, in North America they are drinking age is higher. So right. people end up drinking in house parties younger age. Mm-hmm. So they develop different kind of games, kind of like childish way to drink. Whereas in Europe, the uh, drinking age is younger. Right. So they go directly to the bar. So there's no need for drinking games. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, kind of like true. interesting to think about. That actually it. is a good point because us, like before going out, you pretty much, the way I see it anyway, is like you need to drink before you actually go out to just get a nice... Oh no, 100%. I was just going to agree with you, Eric. Like there's... It's like kind of just not right if you were in North America, if you were to just sort of start drinking at a bar. And part of that, I think, might be culturally part of it, might just be like the prices wherever you are. Some places are definitely a lot more expensive than others. But I know for the both of us, I think if we ever were to just sort of start drinking at a bar, we both would be like, "Um, this isn't right. Like, what's going on here? Yeah, it's also, like, from a monetary standpoint that, like, you need to spend way more money to actually be feeling it out, right? That's why it's so much better to have, like, a couple beers before you go out, or, like, ten, and then (laughs) then actually get a couple drinks there, and you don't need to buy as much if you want to go for it. But it's also just fun. Like, I I love beer pong. I think that's no secret. I'm a big beer pong guy. And, um, like, it's a good way to also know people. Like, I actually remember at Kiel, one of the first nights we played this game called King's Cup. Mm -hmm. Where you go around, there's all, obviously, people know how to play King's Cup. I'm not going to say how you play. But it's a good way to get to know people. And also, I feel like drinking, it makes people more loose. And you're just more easygoing, I think, to... um, Maybe, like, say stuff you wouldn't necessarily say, and it's just fun. Like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. Like, drinking games are a lot of fun. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Like, sitting around, to me anyways, if, like, let's say you're at a pre-drink, it's what we call it, before you actually go to the bar and drinking. If you're just sitting around in a circle, talking about the mundane activities of your day-to-day work life, I don't know, it's just, like, 
gets a little boring. While you're drinking, sure, like you're obviously going to eventually get a buzz, but it's way more fun to drink play a game while you do it you know mm-hmm. like some marco polo or something <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i completely agree yeah but no that's an interesting question for sure so for you guys before going out is that still the case do you not really drink before going out or? no i think it's pretty similar when you when it comes to that question it's like i think uh in scandinavia in general like drinking in bars and clubs is very very expensive it is yeah. so people prefer drinking at home having great drinks before going out so when people actually go to bars or clubs it's around like midnight even right. later okay yeah no it's so, about the same for yeah. us as well. yeah jacob is this a true statement for you as well no yeah for sure in sweden it's the same way like if you go out to the pubs downtown it's for sure too expensive to I don't know, get the bus at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why you need to. We definitely always have the pre-drinks. Yeah. Uh, but not so much, I mean, now when I, as a student, because we have, in Uppsala at least, we have the students' pi- uh, pubs where they're cheaper. So I think it's not as much pre-partying now than it was before. Right. Which maybe proves that it's a, uh, uh, I don't know, North American thing? Or? Like a no, but thing, uh, or, it's based on the price rather than something right, else, yeah, maybe. But yeah, uh, still going back to the question well, about like bring it back. I'm glad memories it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or things <laughs> which reminds us of Kiel. Yeah. I completely agree with Jacob. Stella was a beer we uh, drank oh, there. Stella. So definitely that is for me as well. Also beer pong. But like, no matter like what my situation in life is, uh, I in, like listen to a lot of music. Okay, yeah. So no matter if it's like my time in Kiel or Germany or just normal life back in Finland, yeah. or now after South America, I've created like a playlist of like uh, Spanish songs, right. which I always heard on the radio in yeah. Latin America. So um, I'm sure like even after 30 years. When I hear these songs from Kiel time, from South American times, it di- directly brings me back can to you, the moments. Can you name some of these Kiel songs? Kiel songs? Uh, or sing them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah some sing-along karaoke in the end. No, it's like, it's hard to say because I have some playlists like yeah. full of songs. And like I've listened to these playlists during my time in Kiel. Okay. So they're full of songs. We'll so. put the link in the description. <laughs> Probably. To, to the playlist. Okay, cool. But no, it's interesting. Obviously, music will always... If you're listening to a specific song or album or playlist a lot during a specific time, you're obviously going to associate that music to the time, the yes. trip. Same with me. Birds in the mm-hmm. Trap. Check it out. Sick album. Mm-hmm. Uh, not uh, Sorry to not be really maybe any different, but it's uh, kind of sort of the same answers for me. I know... Um, one song actually I listened to a lot of when I was over there, oddly enough, when I'd be at the gym working out was um, uh, Lockjaw by French Montana. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's that, a sick, that song, sick yeah. song. So like even um, yeah. nowadays, if I'm at the gym or just chilling out and, and I sort of scroll uh, through my playlist and I see that song and I decide to play it, I'm just like, yeah, thinking like, yeah. you know, time's traveling or time's working out or anything. So that is definitely like one song that I uh, listened to a lot when we were in Kiel. 
a uh, couple other times I know uh, being I know I uh, keep the sport talk to a minimum, but uh, was the last sort of big finally. Oh no, Ooh, this isn't actually, actually the least. Isn't this is a uh, uh, the other big Toronto one of the other big Toronto teams, the Blue Jays. It was the last time they were in the playoffs. So <laughs> huge rants coming. So not I'll, I'll keep the rant part to a minimum, but I basically was like maybe I need to like go away from home and they'll actually win something. So it's like. One of those sort of like, of course they win and I'm not here and I can't enjoy it. And did they win? They did not. They yeah. they got eliminated in the uh, semifinals, essentially, not the exactly. ALCS to the Cleveland Indians. Hey, shout out my team. Shout out Francisco Lindor and Andrew Miller that year, man. Was just... But anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you yeah, know, so uh, it's funny though, just seeing like what, what you remember. I know like obviously uh, the Pong, it was... Uh, it, uh, I wouldn't say it was small, but it was definitely not as big as what we're about to do in a couple of days, yeah. like yeah. at, at um, back home. And then once I got to uh, to Kiel and meeting everyone and seeing like, yes, there are some of these games from back home that we're all playing. Yeah. So it, it definitely made uh, drinking and just socializing, honestly, more than the drinking a lot easier. So it was uh, definitely helped with the adjustment and I think the fact that like everyone was super friendly during all all of these and the fact that there was just this giant group of international students there was always sort of that natural built-in social group so if you're ever sort of feeling happy or sad no matter what you're well now that you'd yeah. be sad but like maybe down yeah, or what, it whatever happens, it happens, yeah you know? whatever the mood may be honestly yeah. I think there was always that natural built-in uh, group for all of us and I think that that definitely made the time that much more memorable because at the end of the day, at the end of the week, even you always knew that there was something going down that uh, we were all doing. So I think definitely just yeah. the memories of it and like knowing that it won't, it'll be good in the future, but it won't ever be the same. You know, it'll never be Keel 2016. No, you know, no, yeah, it's true. Oh, very well said. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, I already answered this question there, but. I agree, yeah, the beer pong is for sure one of them. I also play so much that it's just like it's part of my life, so mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily make me think of Keel, but I'm glad I did film us playing beer pong a bit, and I actually had a video on YouTube. They took it down due to copyright issues, yeah. but uh, I still have it on my computer. Don't even worry. We can watch it right now if we want, hey. but um, yeah, that's pretty much all I had for a prepared material. We've been... Uh, it's been great. You know? It's been great. Yeah, the first like... uh, international podcast on Easy Conversation. Very, so happy you guys are all here right now. First of all, and that we actually got to do this. Justin, longtime listener, respect. Yeah, I know you guys listen too there, but he listens more, so <laughs> I, I had to give him the shout out. Um, but yeah, no, guys. Um, yeah, it's been awesome. Thanks a lot for joining. Yeah, me. thanks a lot. It was it was really nice. Yeah, yeah. easy nice. conversation. I told easy you. Conversation. Um, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Thanks a lot to everyone for listening. Stay tuned for episodes. We'll be start. We'll be dropping every two weeks. Back to going back to the grind. So um, yeah. Thanks a lot to everyone for listening, and uh, stay tuned for more content dropping soon. Peace. Smiley, you just a phone